Well, today's episode is brought to you by the letter cappuccino. And if you would like to get yourself a cappuccino, you should go get one from, uh, I mean, literally whoever is willing to pay us the most to say that that's where we get our cappuccinos from. That's, you know, we're, we're not above taking cheap sponsorships from cappuccino people. Would you disagree? Ah! You scared the living daylights out of me. Oh. That, okay. No, sorry. I didn't mean to. I, I apologize. Sorry. I, I, I had been sitting on that for a while. Yeah. I I will, like, whoever wants me to push their cappuccino, I'm all ears. Let's, like, you know what? Actually, I, I just had a thought, and uh, bear with me, but sure. I almost wonder... Just with the, you know, with who we are and our sure. personalities, I, I feel like, I feel like we could get a place like one of the big wig coffee places mm. to pay us, uh, to say that that's not where we get our coffee. <laughs> it's a little more degrading. However, I, it's, it's still a sponsorship it, opportunity and I don't think we should, you know what? Entirely rule it out right away. It pays the bills, so y- you take you take what you can get. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome. My name is Brady. I'm Peter. Uh, and we are here for the 17th time. Well, the 95th time, but also the 17th time mm-hmm. if you only tune in for our 007 episodes. I mean, why wouldn't you? They're, well, they're clearly the creme yeah. de la creme. Yeah. The, you, know, um, hey, you know what? Our episodes are good. The films, eh. It's true. We are, I feel like we are increasing the value of 007, of the 007 franchise. Yeah, definitely some of them yeah. for sure. Yeah, unless saying that gets us into some sort of legal trouble, in mm. which case, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but yes, welcome uh, back. So 17. Do We're you know that getting means? there. We're getting there's, there. There's nine more to go after this. Yeah. That's No, yeah. That's crazy. No, 10 more. 10 more. Yeah. Why am I screwing? That's that was that was as simple as math gets. No, I, no, it's a, an easy mistake because like 9 currently, but when the new one is released, it'll be 10. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. I got your back. Yeah. N- nine existing currently released ones. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Living Daylights. This one, this is, this is a big deal. Yes. This is a big deal because it's a new yeah. guy. Oh, thank heavens. And whenever there's a new guy playing 007, uh, I put pants on. I, <laughs> I brush my teeth. Mm. I, uh, I wasn't wearing pants when I watched it, but I'm, I'm Kay. wearing pants, wearing shorts mm. to, to review it. Sure. And so, and that's, I mean, that's, I feel like that's good enough. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, anyways, if you're new, we are going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Um, <laughs> like an egg that's been left out in the sun. Uh, like, so, a, like a cute little grandkid, we're going to spoil it. Yes, we're going to pinch its cheeks. We're going to buy it a cap gun, even though its parents have said no <laughs> several times. Yes. Man, that was my grandma. Amazing. Nice. Amazing. She bought me so many cap guns. Anyways, um, 
yeah, so you know what? If you haven't seen this movie and you've always wanted to, and you clicked on this for some reason thinking this was a free download to the movie, uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, your luck sucks. Uh, Maybe click away. Bookmark this thing. You know, send it to all your loved ones. And then once you've seen the film, come back and listen to this episode yourself. That's right. Uh, we're on a we're on a search. We're on a hunt. We're on a hunt for the quintessential 007 film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not necessarily our favorite 007 film, but the yeah. 007 film that independently we both uh, agree. Like you, you'll agree on yours, and I'll agree on mine. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll be the same one. Maybe. Uh, but if aliens come to the planet and <laughs> we feel like the only way to stop them from probing and cloning us, um, in that order, then is, is to show them everything that 007 has to offer, then which 007 film is it going to be? Which 007 film do we need to, to put in their beta player? <laughs> so... That's what we're on a hunt for. And we do it by ranking the 007 films in eight different categories. Uh, and then we take the eight different categories and we uh, average them up. We, 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 we rank them all from a scale of zero to 10. And then we average those scores and we, we get our number mm-hmm. based on that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so get are to you it. ready to do this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so our first category, as always, is... Plot. There you go. I, I thought you were going to leave me high and dry there for a second. <laughs> um, so plot. I gave this a five. Uh, I didn't think it was anything special. In fact, I found it kind of boring from a plot standpoint. Uh, I never felt like the threat was all that threatening. Um, I was never scared for... You know, like like you said in our Mulan episode, I was never worried about the future of China. Um, but it was easy to follow. And so mm. although I was bored and I didn't think it was any, anything spectacular, easy to follow is a big deal historically when it comes to the 007 films because some of them are like trigonometry. Um, <laughs> and so I, I just, you know, I smacked it right in the middle. Take it or leave it. I gave it a five. Mm. Cool. Uh, hey, you know what? We sometimes align. We sometimes differ. So far, so good. We're, I also gave it a 5 out of 10. I thought it was a respectable balance of action and storyline and generally a, you know, easily followable. Um, there were a couple times I did cross-reference something on Wikipedia, but it, it's still an improvement from other points in the series. Um, there were some, you know times i was scratching my head with the plot like you know when bond had a bomb bomb in a plane like he was making a big deal about disabling it i was like you're in the desert dude just throw it out throw it out the like the back of the plane and just let it blow what's the big deal and um a few janky parts like where bond hops out of a jeep that's out of a moving plane and he somehow survives it and it's somehow more survivable than just landing a plane on a highway so there, this this movie wasn't without sin, but for the most part, it was passable and tolerable, and it, it got a 5 out of 10. Sure, that's fair. Um, portrayal of Bond. Now, I feel like this is everything here. Oh, yeah. Because that bag of... 
of pus that you squeeze from your infected, ingrown toenail <laughs> named Roger Moore oh. is no longer with us. Yeah, there it is. Uh, I don't mean he's dead. Is Roger Moore alive? I think he is. He's no okay. longer with us in the series. He's no longer with us in the series. And unlike Sean Connery, he's not going to make a return. Thank heaven. He's gone. He's just yeah. too old, man. Like his blood sugar, it just wasn't... Listen, 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 listen. I, I want to go on the record. I don't think he's too old as a human being, but I think he was too old to portray Bond. He was pushing 60 and he was still chasing like barely 20-year-old girls around. That that was just a little too much. That's the Lord's all. 11th commandment should have been, thou <laughs> shall not collect a paycheck for playing 007 while also collecting an old age pension. That's <laughs> something like that's, that. That's what I'm that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh so this is a big deal. Timothy Dalton steps in. He's a much younger gentleman. Yeah. Uh but I mean it would have been difficult to go much older. Um I are you uh, are you ready? I don't know. I gave this an 8. Whoa. Whoa. And man. the reason why I gave it an 8 is because I loved it. Like there was no moment sure. where uh there was no moment where I didn't like him as mm. 007. Yep. And I was and and he was di- he was a different 007 for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um much more tactical, much more um not necessarily mission focused but felt mm. higher trained in combat. Felt like right. this was a 007 who didn't stumble his way out of a martini bottle and into a position <laughs> as a double o agent right he he's he's been in the in the military he's he's done like special ops mm-hmm. and and worked his way up to this position right he knows yeah. his way he's a guy i wouldn't want to go up against in a in a b- game of laser tech Right, right, right. Uh, Roger, Roger Moore was not that because he he kind of just no. felt like I would take my chances with you ten times out of ten. You just kind of stumbled upon the job, kind of thing. Right. I I I wouldn't want to go up against Roger Moore if I was trying to attract a female who was an eighth of my age. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, he didn't feel like a threat in any way. Right. Um. And so, yeah. So I. I I originally I was going to give Betrayal of Bond a seven, mm-hmm. um, but and here's a hot take for you. Sure. Um, I have I have awarded this category seven in the past. Okay. And I genuinely liked this portrayal better than any other portrayal we've had, and so by default I had to go to an eight. Wow. So wow. there you go. Suck on that lollipop. That's. Wow, that's that's a pretty big deal. I'm looking at my score here, and I'm I think I was a little too hard on it because I was equally as impressed as you were. Something I just made a note of just in scenes. It just seemed just the way he carried himself. I really was more convinced of the 007 role. Just yeah, Sean Connery's classic, I guess. Sure, Roger Moore is. No, actually there's I can't think of something good about Roger Moore but there were just times where Timothy Dalton like there was just a scene where he just like picked up the phone I think he was in a hotel room and he was like I think checking in with HQ and just the way he carried himself in a conversation I'm like I'm I'm picking this up like you are a suave gentleman you knew how to be an agent 
Yeah, like he Roger he, Moore felt like the Jack Sparrow of James Bonds in the sense I that guess. he would stumble his way to success, <laughs> right? right? That he would like Roger Moore would be like, I wonder what this button on my watch does. Whereas <laughs> Timothy Dalton knew exactly what that damn button did, right? And was trained yes. to use it, right? Had read the manual, yes. So he's yeah, I, just just the way he carried himself in scenes. Like if I was in this world, in this world. I'm not, I I am trying to beat up on Roger Moore, but like there were times where he would just carry a scene and I'm like, you know what? If there's something goes down, I'm not, I'm like, I'm going away from you. Like you have no idea what you're doing. With Timothy Dalton, I'm like, I'm sticking with you. We're going to yeah. figure out a plan. And I know that you know your shit and we've got this. Um, I gave it a six and I'm, I'm wondering if I was a wee bit too hard. Um, I think Timothy Dalton was a welcome. Um, there, for I would say ninety nine percent of his interactions, I was a fan of. There was one where it was quite an offside moment. Probably didn't age that well. Uh, if actually it didn't age well at all, he forcefully disrobes a woman, so that when a KGB guard comes in the room, the guard like is shocked, and Bond could get a jump on the guard. And that I was like, all right, man, like you can't do that. But other than yeah, that, other I than agree. that, other than other that, than that. He, he was, was far less rapey overall. Oh, like I didn't get yeah. like, I didn't mm. get him pressuring women into sleeping with him. And the, he had to do some kind of, he had to do some playing around as far as maybe misleading some people with information. And one was with a woman, but I didn't feel guilty or sleazy when it happened. Like he, he just played the part of a spy where he's like, I need to, her to be convinced that something else is happening. And it wasn't taking advantage of her in that way. Like sometimes Roger Moore was just plain nasty. Like in a. They, fe they felt more like acceptable, necessary evils. Yes. This time around. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think it came down to the portrayal of Bond, but even sometimes there were just more fun dynamics, like where the, the female was, Carol was like, we have to go back for my cello. And he's like, no. Oh, but we, she's like, here's more reasons we have to go back. And he's like, no way. And then it cuts to them getting the cello. And there was just, I felt like there was just some fun that he was suave when he needed to be. He was kind of funny when he needed to be. And yeah, I, I, I wish I'd given, I should have given it at higher, but uh, six out of 10 is still decent. Agreed. Okay. Um, so next up we have villain. Mm -hmm. I gave this, I gave it a five. I, um, you know, I, I never disliked the villain. I never thought, well, this is lame. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is dumb. I'm not, I'm not into this, but I, but it was no Christopher Walken. It was mm -hmm. no Christopher Lee. It was no Blofeld. It was just kind of, Okay. It's another, it's another villain. Um, he's a bad guy. He's mm. got way too much money mm. and wants to get more money and wants to rule the world. And <laughs> don't we all mm -hmm. like it just, it, I didn't, you know, I watched the trailers for no time to die. And I look at Rami Malek and I think, Ooh, like mm. you're a character. Yeah. You're a super villain. Mm. Uh, and I and I just didn't get that this time around, so I gave it a five. Yeah. Again, I, mm -hmm. I it's just average. It wasn't yeah. subpar. I don't think. I don't think it was subpar. Um, but you know, if it was a report card, I would say satisfactory was was the. You know, right. I got a lot of those. <laughs> Couple uh, needs improvements. Mm -hmm. 
I, I give was, it. Nothing was ever excellent, and rarely good. <laughs> hmm. I give it a, a little bit lower. I give it a three out of ten. To me, I ultimately was just like, meh. He he was a bit of a double crosser, so it came as a bit of a surprise, but. I kind of feel like we used Jack Sparrow as a uh, comparison before. I feel like he was kind of like that. Like he was scheming to a degree, but he was just kind of a bimbling twit at some points. Just in that he just Aren't kind of all? just, he yeah, he was just kind of dull. He wasn't really planning three steps ahead. He was just kind of planning at the same time as Bond. And then when things would blow up in his face, you know, he'd pretend, oh, hey, James Bond. I, yeah, I've been held captive here for two weeks. Oh, thank goodness. Like he... He never was menacing. He never was overwhelming, and he was no Christopher Lee. He was pretty Lee. spineless. Yeah, I I think that's a good way to put it. I think yeah. so. So yeah, I give it a three out of ten. I wasn't impressed. We've had worse, but we've had cool. much better. We've had much worse, but we've had we've definitely had much better. Hmm. Uh, next up, gadgets. So it's no surprise if you've listened uh, to any of these episodes that. This is this is a category that I hold with high esteem. Yeah. Uh this could make or break a Bond film. For sure. I gave this an 8. I mean this film is worth a watch just for that damn car and all the yeah. s- s- sequences with the car. Yep. Oh my gosh. We have a we have a we have a spy car. We have a car that has gadgets that that shoots lasers out and and seamlessly cuts enemies' cars off their chassis. Mm-hmm. I I just you know, and then the skis come out. He presses another button, and the skis come out, and the like turbo rocket like shoots them up and ramps them over the whole thing. And then the car's got a self destruct. Of course, the car has a self destruct. Right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Everything about it just felt uh and then you know what and i did like although it seemed a little quirky i liked the whole little um the nerve gas and also explosive um the whistle activated Mm. device yep uh and that depending on what song you whistled it would do a different thing and i thought that was so brilliant because unless you know Unless you know which song to whistle, this little <laughs> device isn't going to do anything. It just looks right. like uh, it looks like nothing. It looked it looked very unsuspecting to the naked eye. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, I gave this an eight, man. I was I was thrilled. I was I was shaking with excitement <laughs> at several points in this film wow. due to the use and representation of gadgets. Very cool. I was not too far off. I gave it a seven. Very, yeah, very, you did. very impressed. Um, everything from in Q's lab, we've got the 80s style ghetto blaster that's also a rocket launcher. Um, the, one of the villains, henchmen, had these like milk bottles that were also grenades. I thought that was kind of neat. I'm counting that as a gadget. Oh, I, yeah. I too enjoyed the whistle initiated weapons, but I think the real bread and butter for this, you hit on it. The Aston Martin returns. Oh and my gosh! Even just the Q Q saying with it has a new coat of paint, and it's not just the new coat of paint. We like you said, we've I got, know. Yeah, we've got the wheels, metal piercing lasers, even the tires with protruding stri- spikes for ice travel, 
And I loved on the windshield, there were like the digital targets and readings displayed on the windshield, which I thought was Yeah, it had great. like a heads up display. Yeah. Um, so yeah, everything in this I absolutely loved. Um, was I wasn't clear. This is just a side note. I, it's not really a gadget, but there was it a real heart or a fake heart that they used? They were transporting diamonds and it was like mixed in with ice. Regardless, um, not important. I thought the gadgets were great and i'm comfortable with what i gave it i gave it a seven i don't think it was higher but i'm very pleased with this film's gadgets and you know what even if even if the car didn't have any gadgets it's still a bitchin car like it's still it still would have been you know even if it was just car chases just the fact that he was in an aston martin yes would have warmed my heart (laughs) right exactly uh, so fights in action. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fights in the action were so closely tied into the use of gadgets, right? So you've got yeah. the car chase and you've got all this stuff going on. I also gave it an eight. I was like, it to, to me, the two categories were just married to each other. They, they mm. went hand in hand. Um, and so, yeah, I couldn't, I had trouble distinguishing the two categories enough to give them separate scores or to rank okay. one higher or lower than the other, so it also got an eight. Wow, fair enough. Okay. Uh, I was a bit lower. I gave it a six out of ten, so it's still over the midway point. For the most part, no complaints. Again, it was tolerable, relatively decent. Um, I thought there was a cool sequence where there was a plane taking off and Kara drives this Jeep into the back of a moving plane, and there were some scenes like that where I got a kick out of it. I think I objectively gave it a bit lower than I might have otherwise. There was just one poor cut scene in the climactic action sequence. And I I just want to walk through the listener with this scene. I I don't know if you were bothered by it as much as I was. There's a construction vehicle driving by one of the people in this fight sequence. People throw grenades at the bucket of this construction vehicle. And the machine is like moving towards like a, like a tent of some sort. And then the, the the camera cuts to then the same vehicle, but it's clearly just parked in place. And before it was moving, it, like in the scene, it just cuts and it's parked in place. And then the, it's shot shooting the explosion sequence. And it was just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Like it, if it had been in one of the episodes from the 60s or 70s, I would have been like, we've seen which, which there were cut sequences like that in those films. I was more tolerable of it then because I'm like, hey, time and place. But this is like 1987. It it I expected a bit better from it. So six out sure. of ten might have even squeaked into a seven. But there was just one kind of bad cut scene that I thought was a little below what the film could tolerate or could sure. accomplish when it, considering it was the late 80s. Okay, all right. Uh, Bond girl, a category that I am historically hard on. Uh. Cause, cause, in my mind, I just compare everyone to Honey Rider. Oh yeah, and nobody's ever as good as Honey Rider, and so then they suffer a bad score. I did and give this a is six. It, though. Is, and before I just want to cut you off, something that actually came to my attention this week, I was bouncing back because I wanted to open up Doctor No. Yeah. To try and compare. Okay, where where did I rank Honey Rider? Just to kind of comparison, and I realized that 
the first week, I didn't actually use our eight grading scale. I just used my normal scale. So that's the one film that I actually oh, can't do a direct comparison. So I'm a little little confused of how to compare it. But sorry, I want you to continue. Bond Girl. So you need just to sit your ass down and rewatch Dr. No <laughs> and rank it appropriately. Physically, I don't know if I can. Oh, man. It wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, Dr. That's no true. wasn't awful. It wasn't the worst. Like, on my scale, it scored a 5.3. And the thing is, I could honestly probably just start half to three quarters of the way through, because that's when Honey Rider comes in, and I'd yeah, probably when just- Yeah, on the beach. Yeah. You just she's, creep, uh, she's diving for shells. And she, he just kind of creeps up on her, like, hey, hey there. As you do. Well, it's Sean Hello, Connery. sweetheart. Does. You're here on the beach looking for seashells. <laughs> Splendid. I could have said anything other than splendid, but then I wouldn't have sounded quite like myself, you see. Um, so I give this a six. Cool. Uh, you know, I I didn't think she was, from a personality and from a character standpoint, I, sh- I didn't find her all that fascinating. However, um, you know, when she needed to kick ass, she kicked mm. ass right. um, and got involved in the action. Um, and that I think did her some, some merit. And the other thing, you know, I think that that helped bring this score up from the typical low score that I, I give the Bond girls is I had no doubt who it was that I was ranking this time. Mm. Yep. Normally I'm like, oh, Bond girl. Okay, well, which one of the six do I want to choose from? Was it <laughs> right. was it the girl he sleeps with briefly at the beginning? Is it the girl he ends up in the boat with at the end? Is it yeah. the, you know, like and but this time around it was like, no, okay, that's the person. And what is my score? And so I I think I appreciated the clarity. Yeah. No, that's um, a good point. I Which I also ties that. into plot, I think. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, so I gave it a 6. Little, little above average. Did Bond sleep with anyone in this film? Uh, off camera, yeah. Okay, I must have missed yeah. that. I yeah. think I'm I just... don't know. I, I can't. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it would stick out to me like a sore thumb if he didn't. Yeah, but maybe I'm just used to Roger Moore, where it's like every other scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd like me to light your cigarette for? This is not what Roger Moore sounds like. <laughs> Would you like me to light your cigarette for you? Okay. Can I also sleep with you? No. Okay. Hold still. Like, I just, good Lord, man. Again, I want to say nothing wrong with Roger Moore and his age. Just the fact that he's 60 and he's hitting on 21-year-old girls. Just impeccable timing, impeccable scheduling on his point. Just fact, like, do you think like how long? I'm just wondering. He's he always seems ready to go, right? <laughs> he always seems like he's ready to sleep with whatever girl walks along. I and, guess. And I don't have this information. It's something I should Google, I guess. But how long does it take for a Viagra? To oh. Like, is he? You know, does he have like a sixth sense about these things? And before going into a building, he's like, I bet you there's someone in there that I'm going to sleep with. I'm going to take this pill and wait 20 minutes. Uh, Anyways, uh, a little above average. I gave her a six. Cool. Bond girl for me. I gave her a slight below average, 
very close to average. I gave her a four out of 10. You know, I, no major flaws with her, but again, on at the same time, nothing majorly pushing me to say, hey, she was great in this role. Um, something that stuck out, she just seemed really, and maybe too attached to Bond very quickly. Like, keeping in mind they had hardly met and most of their interaction was predicated on a lie that he made. But like, there as was all a scene, good relationships are, as all good relationships are. But there was a scene where near the end they're in Afghanistan, and like again, they've hardly met, they've hardly known each other, and she was like dead set, uh, dead set against him going off on a mission, and you know it's as if she couldn't go on in this world if something were to happen to him. And I'm like, like I get it, like as a human being, sure, I don't want anyone going off to their death, but just she was like, she was like just super attached. I'm like. I, I guess, but mm-hmm. I, d- I don't know if do you think it makes sense. Do you think it's possible that uh, when she was hired to play this role, she was under the assumption that she was going to have to, to you know, be necking with, uh, with Roger Moore? And then when Timothy Dalton got cast, <laughs> she was just so relieved that she was like one of those Garfields with the suction cops, which is super clingy. And Maybe. so relieved, yeah, to not have old man age spots all over her. That she, you know, she just she was just thrilled. Yeah, I mean that can't that's be. My, that's my working theory. Yeah, we can't rule it out. Yeah. Mm. Um, supporting Support, characters. Supporting characters. I gave this a seven, man. You know what? Cool. Okay, so. It's still not the M that I prefer, but that sure. ship sailed. I gotta, yeah. you know, yep. I gotta, I gotta bury the hatchet. Eventually, maybe, and maybe it'll improve in future episodes. You never know. Maybe. Uh, oh, I. But I know that it does because I know who plays M at some point, and that's that's exciting for me. I'm very much looking forward to that. I, um, I'm curious. I I don't want you to spill the beans, but I'm curious for you. Like, I just don't know how much you know. Is my point. Oh, okay. I know about, yeah, I, I, well, I won't tell you. I'll just let you know when it happens. Okay. Yep. And then if I'm surprised along the way, I'll be like, hot dang, <laughs> WTF. Um, <laughs> Where's the fun? Yeah. Where's the, I've never heard that. That's fantastic. Um, so M was okay. You know what? I'm, 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 I'm no longer carrying a torch, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm able to move on. Q was uh, was as good as Q has ever been, mm-hmm. I think. Um, still the same geezer, and I appreciate him. <laughs> I wish I knew. I don't know the actor's name, and it seems like a shame because mm. I've watched him 17 damn times now. Yeah. Um, but uh, but he was really good. Um, and yeah, and on that line, man, the line of, of please be careful, 007, that's got a fresh coat of paint. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, yes, it does. <laughs> And you know, you know he's going to blow that damn car up, but it doesn't matter. Yep. Um, and then we get a new money penny. And, you know, obviously I would have loved to continue on with the money penny that we've had for 16 other 007 films. Yep. Um, because what a great run. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it has to be someone new, I think it was a little jarring to me. Um, because they de-age her by like 30 years. All of a sudden, Money Penny is, you know, 25 uh, as <laughs> right. opposed to, yeah. you know, 55. 
Yep. 60. Um, yep. But you know what? I I was like, okay, but I can get behind this betrayal. It, it wasn't so jarring for me that um, that I took issue with it. I was like, okay, this is money penny now. That's that's fine. I can work with that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I gave it a seven. I, I I there wasn't a lot of supporting character stuff going on outside of villains and Bond girls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was there, I, I felt like was was really strong, and everyone played the role that they needed to play. Hmm. No, that's fair. I, I give it a five out of 10. You know, a couple categories I'm wondering if I was a little too hard on, but you say five, that out of 10, five out of 10, you know, my reaction was money, Penny, like you look about 40 years younger. What facial cream are you using? Yeah. Good Lord. Thanks, my Maybelline. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Q was back. His lab was great. Loved it. When the opening credits rolled, my eyebrows raised and I was like, John Reese Davies, you say? So that that was great. Yes. Um, of note, uh, Felix <laughs> Felix Leiter's back. <laughs> He's portrayed by about uh. this, the seventeenth different actor. Good lord! Um, it, honestly, it's the defense against the dark arts role. It's cursed. <laughs> no one can do it twice. <laughs> oh, the of note though, to any Lost fans out here, this guy was actually a big deal. This, is this actor. John Terry, who portrayed Felix Slider, was actually a very key and a very recurring character on ABC's Lost. He actually played Jack's father, Christian Shepard. So to me, it had some significance because I'm a huge Lost fan. And I was like, hey, okay. it's you. It's it was you. a friendly face. It was a friendly face. So, But you know, 20 it, years I a, younger. <laughs> it was. It took me a minute. I'm like, he looks familiar. Oh, You know, if I were in charge, if I was... If I was uh, Mr. Broccoli, the guy making, yep. making, you know, the producer, the guy yep. that owns all the rights. Yep. I would insist that Felix Leiter uh, be portrayed each time by someone different, but by as big a name as we could possibly, just to make it oh, that obscure. Yeah. Right? So That'll next time so it's cool. like, oh, the new Felix Leiter. And it's like, what? Willem freaking Defoe? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Like, Right. How does that, you know, and then next time around, it's like Reese Witherspoon. What the, who? Like, yeah, <laughs> I like, honestly. And like modern day, like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, just... Leo shows up, right? And Mark Ruffalo's <laughs> next and Ben Kingsley. So cool. And I think, of, of, I think of note, though, I would do that. Of note, I, I, I get you. I hear you. The modern day Felix Slider, I absolutely adore. And it's played by okay. an actor I adore. So, All right. you know, we'll see. But I like okay. the concept. So, th- so yeah, uh, five out of 10 for me. Okay. Uh, final category, final mm. official category, yep. Bond song. I gave yes. this a four. Okay. You know, interesting that they chose AHA to do it. Yeah, um, right? You know, kudos to them for not just doing Take On Me. Um, <laughs> but you know what? It just, it didn't. I didn't feel I w- it wasn't I wasn't vibing with it. I was like, no, this feels weird. This is, you know, it, it came off a high action scene and it was just kind of a little too tame in in the emotion and the feeling of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mostly I felt like uh, and then I don't often feel like this, but I felt like the sequence, like the visuals that were happening during the Bond song mm-hmm. um, were just recycled and lazy. Mm-hmm. Like I just. You know, I was like, oh, okay, well, we don't have naked girls jumping on a trampoline that, you know, it must be like 
we've got some springs broken or something. We got to get that thing fixed. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It just it was it was it felt like a step backwards. Where, whereas all of those sequences seemed like they were there was sort of this natural progression and evolution that was happening. Mm. If this felt like something that would have happened early seventies. And I was just like, oh, right. this is this is jarring and weird. Yeah. So I yeah. gave it a four. I was like, I you know, it was it wasn't awful. I wasn't like, oh, turn this turn this shit off. Um, <laughs> but it was definitely subpar for me. Right. Yep. Um, I gave it. I was pretty close. I gave it a three, so a bit worse. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, like you said, uh, you know, they went with a more pop culturally significant group. I they just recently did Duran Duran, so I think maybe they were trying to double up and get another top 100 song kind of I'm just ready for intro. Aerosmith or Bon Jovi to you know yeah yeah or or Metallica that's you know <laughs> but yeah we're, I, I I will say this I feel like we've strayed a bit but with this film we're back in line I did feel like it had a Bond vibe and it set or attempted to set the appropriate tone just with me it just just failed in its efforts it just wasn't a good song and so i gave it a three um the one thing i will say about the soundtrack on a positive note we are just so we're using the tools that we have and in this case it's the 007 theme played during fights and action sequences it's a welcome sound if you have this asset use it and this film certainly did they had jazzed it up a bit definitely in its favor you know, every time I put the next James Bond film on, which I look forward to, I've got a group of people that I'm watching it with now, and nice. we get a real kick out of it. Um, every Friday night, that's that's my Friday night activity. We sit down, we watch the next 007. Nice. Um, yeah, but every time I, I put it in, and I know that a 007, uh, the, the, the new Bond song is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The only thing too. I can hear in my head is bum, 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 bum. Bum 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 because the live and let die thing won't leave my head. Oh. I'm like it's it is the honey rider of Bond songs. You're right. It's I just envy so you. Good. I envy you. I wish I had that problem, or I wish I had that circumstance. I've had the a view to a kill song stuck in my head for a week, and although it wasn't bad, it's it's not good. It it's no live and let die. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, witty, sarcastic one-liners. Yes. So, are you making a return to the category? Because oh, you've been, you've been, yeah. you've been turning your nose up to this for a little while. And f- f- to be honest, no one can blame me. I mean, Roger Moore was just getting a little taxing on me. Um, I try to blame you as often <laughs> as I can. <laughs> Who left the toilet seat up? Must have been Pete. <laughs> Who left Listen. the cupboard open? I think it was Pete. <laughs> Global pandemic. Damn it, Pete. Like <laughs> one more thing. Oh yeah. With the one-liners with this, I I will say there were not there weren't a lot, but to be honest, I was okay with this. It was nice having a break from the bombardment that we had with Roger Moore where like every sentence ended with a one-liner with mm. with with this rendition of Bond with this film. It just felt like it picked and chose its moments where it's like, hey, let's just let this scene breathe. We don't need a one-liner. And then there were times where it's like, hey, let's sometimes less is more. And let's right. insert one here. Roger Moore was literally like 
you know, someone would be like, oh, let me just zip downstairs and grab something. I can think of something else that you can zip down and grab. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my God. Like, like it wasn't, like, even Sean, to Sean Connery's credit, his one-liners were funny sometimes. Like, it was like, I don't enjoy this film, but that was a funny one-liner. Kudos to you. Yeah. yeah. If it weren't uh, for this oxygen tank, dear, I would be glad just to breathe the same air as you. <laughs> so I've got two. Um, so one was, let me just open it here. Oh, yeah. So Kara <laughs> asks what happens. What hap-? She, she essentially just asks, what happened to the villain who grabbed your shoe and the shoe slipped off and he fell to his death? And Bond goes, he got the boot. He got the boot. That was great. And the other was James Bond himself saying, we have an old saying too, Koskov. You're full of it. Yeah. And it was simple. You know, the Wasn't... one I liked, and mm. and maybe this one's too obvious, um, sure. but I thought, ooh, like that's a nice fourth wall break, uh, was, was just simply the, well, whoever she was, I must have scared the living daylights out of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah, you did. You did it, brother. You saw an opportunity to be a loser, and you took it, and it paid <laughs> off. It did. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so if we take everything, mm-hmm. and we tally it up, I get a 6.4. Wow, that's pretty high. Which ties it for second place, uh, tied with Goldfinger, hmm. and second only to the man with the golden gun. Interesting. So all Interesting. in all, yeah, a solid... 007 entry a solid yeah. 007 film yeah with this film i gave it a 4.8 okay so a little under average just a just a a, a pinch under just a touch and i feel unfortunate because that score doesn't reflect my appreciation of this film because i'm not even joking i breathe such a sigh of relief when i watched this film like I felt like a brand new man. I was like, I'm done with the seven it's Roger Moore era. films. We're on to something new. And I honestly thought this film was moderately enjoyable, like for what it was. And I mm. I didn't regret. I wasn't filled with regret after watching it. So I, I'm a little disappointed that it only got a four point eight. But that's you good. You know what though? To... That's because your emotions are subjective. Yeah. And yeah. this 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 Ranking system is 100% perfectly objective. And... It's not, but... No, but it's uh, the best we've got. Um, yeah. For me, it's it's more middle of the pack. I think it's in like the seven to nine range out of the 17 films. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of middle of the pack. Yeah, which is not misrepresentative of, you know, I yeah, I don't know. It's... It's it's the most I've enjoyed one. Mm-hmm. But I still don't, you know, I, I'm I'm not disappointed that it didn't get first place. Because I, I will concede, yeah. okay, you know what, but yeah. maybe this isn't the quintessential 007 experience. Sure. So No, no, hmm. I buy that. I buy that. All right. Uh, um you got you do you have a, a question that you've asked seventeen other times, sixteen other I d- times? S- I do, but before I'm gonna drop a couple things on you here. Do it. Like, um, a, like a like an anvil on a, a coyote. <laughs> so this was the last film to use a title of an Ian Fleming story 
until we jump to 2006 with Casino Royale. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we then I like him. to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I like to touch on a bit why each Bond quit. Um, uh, apparently, A View to Kill, which was the previous film, had some financial and critical disappointment. So when working on the scripts for the next film, apparently Roger Moore claims that it was his intent not to reprise the role. Um, and at the time when the this film was released, he would have been 59. Um, yeah. So he, according to him, he ch- chose to retire after 12 years and seven films. Apparently, Albert Broccoli claims that he let Moore go. So maybe mm. a bit of differing opinions. Bottom a set of bottom a pair of Doc Martens and just said, "Look, <laughs> you've had a good run, <laughs> or well, a walk, sort of a crawl, <laughs> bit of a limp." Mm-hmm. Um, of note, some notable people who were considered but not obviously not chosen for the okay. new carrying of the to- torch of James Bond. Mm-hmm. The first is. Interesting, and we will hear from him again. Pierce Brosnan was considered. The second one, it sounds like the creative team was not into this one, but the studio was just from a, hey, cash cow, let's pump this thing as much as we can. Apparently, Mel Gibson was considered. Uh, But he's not even English. Yeah, but neither is Pierce Brosnan. What is Pierce Brosnan? Is he? I believe he's Irish. Irish. I'm I'm doing okay. a quick search. I mean, Sean Connery's Scottish. So okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's totally. Yeah. You just have to be. I guess he's not English, but he's he's from the UK. Yeah, yeah. He's UK Ian. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Mel Gibson, Pierce Brosnan considered, but obviously not chosen. All right. Yeah, that would have. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And obviously why each Bond quit. I forgot. Like I realized it had been a while, but 12 years and seven films is a lot. It is. For Roger Moore. That is a lot. For one old frail man. That is a lot of, (laughs) it's a lot of film. Yeah. All right. So The Living Daylights, film number 17. Where do you think it ranks on the tomato meter of all the James Bond films? Top 10, middle 10, bottom 10. I'm going to go middle 10. Okay. You are correct. Okay. I'll what, give you what the are my ch- options, Johnny. Your options are twelfth, seventeenth, eighteenth, and twentieth. Oh, it's too poetic not to say the seventeenth. Okay. Uh you're you're wrong. It's the twelfth. Oh, okay. So twelfth. And to All be right. honest, I can live with that. Yeah. This might I'm, be <sighs> I I I I've lost faith in Rotten Tomato, the Rotten Tomatoes ranking of these films. Oh, and yeah. And so that's why I didn't think it could be the 12th, but I'm happy right. with that answer for sure. I'm Yeah, because I'm looking at them and most of them, either I'm disappointed with how low it is or disappointed with how high it is. This one, sure. I'm I'm just so okay with. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, with, you know what? A little bit better than average. Yep. To in, in the top half, but room for much better. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and of note, it was seventy-two percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I that's that's higher than what I've scored it. Mm-hmm. Right. My six point four is technically sixty-four uh, percent. Yeah, some might say that. Yeah. 
I, mm. I, I did. Just, just did. <laughs> Some others might say that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, well, kiss the neck of this thing and send it home for the night. I will. Uh, so for those who haven't done so already, please check out our links below, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like, do it, follow, do it, subs- do it, do it, do it. <laughs> like, follow, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Um, wherever you're listening to us, rate and review, review us properly or positively. We really appreciate and it. And properly. Well, Knock it off, all you improper <laughs> reviewers. My you, God, get your friggin' act together. You can check out our link below if you want to support us on Patreon or check out the merchandise page if you're feeling at that level of support. If you're not and there even yet. If you, even if you don't want to support us on Patreon, you still can. You can, yeah. You can. By all means. It's okay. Um, if you're not at that level of support, no sweat. Thank you so much for listening. That is all the support we want in the world. Um, and just even a like and a comment means a lot. We love hearing feedback from you. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm dripping in sweat. You're talking about no sweat. I'm dripping. Hmm. I'm, I'm wearing a hoodie. I I drank a hot drink. I normally drink a cold caffeinated drink. I drank mm. a hot caffeinated drink. So I think okay. the caffeine's making me sweat. The warmness I... of the drink is making me sweat. The confined right. small space that I'm recording in is making me sweat. And the fact that I put a hoodie on before we started recording and was too afraid to take it off for fear that I would make a lot of noise, my back is like Niagara, right? It's gross. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Aye. If someone if someone were going to lick my lower back, I would advise against it. I would say, no, sweetheart, Pete, let's just wait. I'll shower, <laughs> then, you, then you can, you know... Still not lick me. That's weird. Get you know. Hmm. That's what people have cats for. Go lick. Go lick your cat. Uh... I'm not allowed to own my. I. I'm not allowed to own pets. I don't. Mm. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm.